Hello, and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. So I grew some squashes. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I thought, where's the applause? Ooh. Thank you. I grew some squashes. Um, and I grew uh, some Cajun bell peppers. Okay. Have you all ever heard of these? I have not. No. They're bell peppers, but they're smaller. <laughs> Are they spicy? They're somewhat spicy, but they're supposed to be a mild spiciness, 100 to 1,000 Scoville units. Ah. Depending on how long you let them ripen. Okay. They start out green, then they turn orange, then they turn red. And they get spicier as they go. I thought mild spiciness meant I could cut a piece off of it and feed it to my children. Oh, no. Oh, no. I messed up. What happened? Well, so I gave a, like, I cut a piece. So, like, there's the pepper. There's the stem end where all the seeds are, right? Then there's the other end. And if you cut a piece off just the bottom part, you don't get any ribs or seeds. And so you eat a piece of that. It really doesn't taste spicy. So first, like, all four of us ate a little bit of that. And we were like, ooh, ooh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And then I cut off another piece because everybody wanted another piece a little bit higher that had a little bit of a rib in it. And first, Justin took a bite and he was like, holy crap. He actually puked in the sink. Uh, just a little. And I was oh, like, wow. just a little. I, and I'm standing there still munching on mine going, honey, it's not spicy. Like, what is, uh, like, I can't handle, I'm not trying to be, like, I can't handle spicy mm-hmm. stuff. I'm not into spicy food. But I was like, this is not spicy, honey. What is wrong with you? Are you okay? And then at that moment, both the girls start going, ah! <laughs> and I was like, oh no. So once you get towards the rib part, it's very spicy. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> Quite spicy. I know. I felt terrible. So you give them milk. Milk all around. And then they were walking around the house. I took a washcloth and put some ice cubes in it. And they were holding it to their lips and walking Aww. around all pitiful going, yeah, my hips are burning. <laughs> they were Gosh. fine. I did I did not mean to. I. It said mild spiciness. Yeah. I'm going to ask them why their mommy burned their lips. Oh, wow. They were so mad at me. I think Cooper asked for another bite. Well, yeah. Which is about right. (laughs) That sounds right. That reminds me of the time that I, we were doing a habanero syrup at my job and uh, I sent the bar back to the store and they came back with uh, scotch bonnets by mistake, which look kind of similar. And, you know, you put scotch bonnets in like a heated solution that creates sort of a cloud of smoke. (laughs) Just kind of nuked the bar. Oh my oh gosh! No. Luckily, we weren't open. It was it was early in the day, but uh, the, 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 we were crying for a while. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Don't don't make gaseous scot- scotch bonnet clouds. Don't do that. That was that time we were we participated in Chili Fest one year, mm. and I helped make the chili. I think Mom and Dad ran a chili booth. I don't know. Probably. I was helping make chili for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was cutting up the peppers for it and I didn't wear gloves. And I got that thing where like the pepper juice gets cuz I pick at my Silly. cuticles, got in my fingers and ah. my my hands were like burning and numb for like half the day. Oh, it was awful. It's like that episode of Drake and Josh, you know, <laughs> where they have the chili cook off nope. <laughs> and and Megan tricks her gullible older brothers into buying Peruvian puff peppers. Oh, like is that a real thing? I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I like just, I, I, just like that. I like the idea that I, I understand using fake names for like technology that's trademarked. But oh no, that that pepper that's a trademark pepper. We gotta make up a pepper. Yeah, <laughs> make up a pe- make up a fake pepper quick. <laughs> that is such an Archie thing where they would just yeah. make up name like they couldn't use the name of a celebrity or whatever. No, we're just not going to. We're gonna, we're gonna almost use the name of the celebrity but change like one letter. Yep. Now, if you look up Peruvian Puff Pepper, what comes up is the episode of Drake and Josh called Peruvian Puff Pepper Season okay. 3, Episode 2. I guess it's not a real thing. <laughs> um, well, anyway, that was an oops. Um, I'm going to pick them a little earlier before they turn red because then they won't be as spicy. Oh, hopefully. you waited until they were red? Well, I thought that's what you're supposed to do. with a, So I also got snacky peppers, like mm-hmm. little red snacking peppers. And those, like, it's hard to wait because it takes a while for them to turn red. But if you wait till they turn red, they're sweet. They're, mm-hmm. like, really mm-hmm. sweet. So, but now, how am I? I don't know how I'm going to convince <laughs> They will Cooper. never trust you again. I know. Because no. she used to do that last year when I grew them. She would just walk over, and if she saw a red one, she would pick it off and start eating it. 
Well, we got to be careful this year. <laughs> Dangerous game you set up, Sid. No, I know. No. <laughs> Oops. But the squashes, though. All the squashes. All the squashes. There, yeah. There's not an extra spicy squash out there, I don't think. Right? No, I also grew I also grew stevia, and they will go over and pick leaves off the stevia and suck on them. Because they're sweet, right? It's, it just, it's like sugar. It yeah. tastes like, I mean, it just tastes like you're sucking on a sugar leaf. You could dig that. I don't know. Taylor, you could probably make some sort of syrup out of these. Well, I mean, uh, out of the stevia? I think that's the thing. <laughs> I think that's what stevia is. Well, yeah. I know, but like, I've never done it. <laughs> Not a fresh stevia. I, you know what? I even like, say, oh, it's fresh grown stevia. It still sounds like, oh, so it's fake sugar. It's it's just chemical. a plant. <laughs> I, I know. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it'd be fun. It's flowering now. It's very pretty. Yeah. My big giant stevia bush. I've yeah. Grown <laughs> for no reason. Are those, what is the, the chives you have that are uncomfortably large? Is that what they are? Uh, scallions. Oh, man. Scallions. I have yeah. giant scallions that have flowered. Big flowers on the top. They make me uncomfortable. I, I My, didn't like them to look no. at. All my herbs are trying to flower. I keep cutting them back because once they flower, they don't taste right. Um, the you, cilantro keeps trying to flower. You've got you've to uh, take some in and make some, some tinctures or, uh, or infusions mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, I've uh, um, my dill for sure because my dill has now it's looking really pretty on the top. It's got these little yellow flowers. It's really pretty, but the dill has gotten out of control. Do either of you have the cilantro gene? No, I love cilantro. I Same do. Here. Oh, it tastes, tastes like, like soap? soap. Yes. That's so sad. Mom has told me the same for her as well. So maybe that's where I get it. I don't know. But it tastes very know. bad. We did that in biology class once. We t- tested the strips or whatever. That mm-hmm. If it tastes like soap, then you have that. And it tasted very bad. And I didn't understand why everyone else was like, hmm, paper. <laughs> no. Well, I, I still don't really understand why everyone else is like, mm, paper. Mm, paper. <laughs> mm, paper. <laughs> I love this paper. This well, now, paper. Sydney, sometimes your daughters will just eat paper. Yeah, the other day, Cooper started screaming, and I said, What's wrong? What's wrong? And she went, I just ate a sticker. <laughs> and I said, What? <laughs> I just ate a sticker. And I said, Well, is it like, st- I'm thinking, like, is it caught in your, like, why are you crying? Like, is it caught in your throat? Do you feel like you're choking? But she's talking to me and crying. Obviously, she's breathing. And she goes, No, but I love that sticker and it's gone. <laughs> Now it's a part of you. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it looked like a little ice cream cone, and Aww. so she ate it. Well, that's now <laughs> like gum. Will tricky. it stay in her stomach for seven years? No, it was one of those like pu- like puffy stickers, though. Oh, no. So Ooh. I assume I'm gonna see it eventually. Well, tell you might her it's get not that gone back. forever. Then, yeah. <laughs> I told her that. I I actually said we may see it again <laughs> in a different form. <laughs> so. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, she's old enough. I don't feel like she should still be eating stickers. But I mean, Charlie does it on purpose sometimes. Mm-hmm. I saw her tear off a piece of paper and just eat it. And I was like, hey, don't. What? And she said, my daddy does it. Daddy told her it was okay <laughs> to eat paper. And so she sometimes eats paper because daddy told her it was okay. <laughs> and that's still something I remember from my childhood is watching Justin when I was very young eat the fortunes out of the fortune cookies, mm-hmm. eat the paper, and just sit there in awe of like, wow. Ah. Uh, did, did he just <laughs> do it for the show? Just for the, just the goof? He's Justin McRoy. Just a bit, of right? Of course he does it for the show. <laughs> <laughs> well. No, I don't know. Um, That's how you make speaking- sure a fortune comes true. You eat it. That's a, yeah, exactly. Mm. Did you hear that, kids? <laughs> it's like Uncle Shelby's ABZ book. Um, so, speaking of shows, uh-huh. you know a show I love. Oh, don't we ever? Here it is. Here's the episode. Apropos nothing. Too. I gotta. I gotta say. I gotta be honest. I went into this. I had not watched this in I, many years. I think. Uh-huh. And I went into rewatching it this week thinking, I'm going to have an open mind. Maybe I have just taken the goof too far. Maybe I have just said it's really bad because it makes Sydney angry and it's funny. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have an open mind. Maybe it's not as bad as I remember. And it's worse than I remembered. I can't believe you would say that. <laughs> it's very bad, Sydney. It's very bad. But is it good bad? Yes. That- that was the debate that I was having. I watched it last night and I'm like, I, I mean, this is awful. Like, absolutely. This is ridiculous. But I am very much enjoying myself watching this just absurdity that's happening on screen. 
It was not even that far into the movie. It was when they got to the bowling alley and they're all singing, we're going to score tonight mm -hmm. while they're dancing in the bowling alley. And I just went, no, I, I can't. No, I can't. That's a, but that's a bop. No, mm. no, no, <laughs> no. I think it's great. I don't think there was any song in this movie that I thought I would like to listen to that again. <laughs> I don't know how that is true. There are so many good songs in that movie. Okay, first of all, le okay, let me yeah, preface with start, if you haven't beginning. <laughs> if you yeah. haven't seen Grease two, um, it is a it's a spiritual sequel to Grease. I mean, it's it's still set at Rydell High. Most people have seen Grease, I think. I will give it. It's um, more of a sequel to Grease than like Mean Girls two, where there's like nothing in common. Sure, this at least you have the vague connection, like with Frenchie and Sandy's cousin. Yes, who's so, British? Sandy's British cousin. Australian Sandy has a British cousin. Yeah. And we just figure, like, if they've got an accent, they're probably they're related. related. Uh, and and Frenchie is back at in high school, but she, I mean, uh, she's a lovely actress, but I, when I first saw her, I was like, oh, she's going to be, like, a teacher or something, right? She, she's definitely in her 30s. No. Oh, no, no. She's a Getting her diploma. Student. Okay. Because mm -hmm. she, she dropped out of beauty school and went back to high school to take chemistry, so she'd better be better at beauty school. So this she is can a have stretch. her own cosmetic line. Yes. So, uh... But the, the basic plot is very similar to Greece in that you have, in Greece 1, you've got the sort of nerdy good girl mm -hmm. and the bad boy. And then we flip that in Greece 2. So Sandy's cousin uh, uh, shows up and he is nice and pleasant. And British. Yes. Michael Carrington. Mm -hmm. uh, and he... he just wants to, you know, do well in school and be a good guy and whatever. And he falls in love with uh, Stephanie, who is the leader of the Pink Ladies, recently broken up from the head T-Bird. And uh, he has to get a motorcycle and win her over as a cool rider because that's all she wants. She wants a bad boy. She doesn't want a good boy. She wants a cool and rider. It all works out in the end. So, I mean, it's just grease. It's like gender swapped grease, more they or less. Were gonna, except, okay, hold on. First, their first mistake was I read they were gonna call it more grease, and instead they called <laughs> grease too. More grease would have been a way better name. More grease. More grease. That's a uh, <laughs> um, debatable, but fine. Oh, nineteen eighty-two, by the way, is the year of this film. Yes. Um, second, it has death? Question mark. There's a moment where they all think he's dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also like secret like oh what movie was i thinking it was like it's not like i mean a little bit romeo and juliet i guess like mm -hmm. death but also he's in disguise yes it's not like in greece where sandy just like puts on the leather bodysuit and they're like oh it's sandy but not sandy he, he like pretends to be the mysterious cool writer who then dies but then oh he's back and it's so it's michael okay so when michael first shows up played by maxwell caulfield uh he he falls in love instantly with michelle pfeiffer Stephanie, don't we all? Stephanie Zanoni, and uh, he he tries to ask her out a couple times, and she makes it clear through a song called "Cool Rider" that she's looking for a cool rider who is a rider that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, in one of the greatest songs and scenes in no, cinematic history. No, no. <laughs> How did the you lyrics not... literally? I want a cool rider, a rider that's cool. No, I I will give credit to Michelle Pfeiffer in the this entire movie, like. I mean, it's hard not to focus on her because she's amazing. But like, right. she seems very in on the joke of how bad this thing she's in is. <laughs> like everybody else is doing the choreography and she's just kind of in the background like, all right, <laughs> like I'm just going to wave my hands and wear my sunglasses. I think she's very self-aware in this movie. I, I enjoyed her performance immensely. Yeah. I think she's so cool. And I, I just like... Sydney, you liked I, her because she's dressed like Laura Dern in Jurassic Park half the time, just with skinny yeah. jeans. Like, here's an oversized button-up shirt and like a loose pony and and some skinny jeans. Like, it's just your it's I just the, it's just your type of lady. <laughs> I yeah. do I do like that, but I will tell you that scene when she sings "Cool Rider" and she climbs up on that ladder. I mean, talk about talk. <laughs> Was that a cultural talk reset about, for you? Talk about finding your root. <laughs> <laughs> that was the moment. That was it. I'm just saying, when she straddles that ladder, I was like, oh, okay, this is this is the film. This is the movie. This is the moment. 
It's a great song, too. I think that's where we're going to have to disagree. <laughs> it um, seems like, it, it, Taylor, you're very right. It seems like even when she's singing it, her face is just, I am aware this is not it, but I'm going to just go with it. Yeah. I, but I, I like, okay, let's just talk for a second. Like, this guy shows up, and he's smart, and he's conventionally attractive, right? And he is, and he plays the piano, and he seems willing to be helpful and you know, kind and all those. So like a lot of nice qualities, right? He seems like on the surface, a nice guy. And he wants to take her out on a date. And she very definitively says, yeah, I know you're a nice guy. And like, I'm not saying we can't be friends, but I don't want to date you. You're just not my type. Here's what I'm looking for. And it's not you. And I don't have to say yes to a date because you're a nice guy. That is so like ahead of its time that whole concept that she would be strong enough because like even today the idea is like oh don't you want to date him he's a nice guy no stephanie zanoni does not want to date him because he's not what she's looking he's for not a cool writer he doesn't know what she needs <laughs> well i, I mean I, <laughs> I i just think I, that's great i like that you're pulling like like sort of feminist messages from this movie where there's an <laughs> entire central theme of like well the pink ladies belong to the tea birds like i don't remember that being as heavily enforced in the first grease and then in the second grease it's it's coalesced into this thing like no yeah the, the tea birds belong to the pink ladies and the pink ladies belong to the tea birds this is it but she caught but the reason that i think they stress it is because she is standing in defiance of it by saying maybe i don't want to be somebody's chick she that's a line that is a line and I think that that like it, it the original feminist icon. <laughs> well, I just think it flips a lot of because like in Greece they don't have to say it because it's just so assumed. Sure. Like of course they belong to the T birds. Why would we ever? We don't even need to tell you that. Like obviously they're T bird ladies. That's who they the pink ladies are. Um, and Stephanie Zanoni is like, forget that. I'm my own lady. Yeah, I will say though, at least in in original Greece. Sandy and Danny obviously like want to be with each other and mm -hmm. especially Danny obviously likes Sandy so her putting on the the cat suit at the end is not like I'm gonna trick you into liking me and trick you into dating me it's like here you already like me but now I guess it's more socially acceptable for you to like me in front of your friends this movie is like I definitely don't want to date you you're not what I like I don't like you hold on let me trick you into liking me well, yes, I think you, I mean, because he does. So he, he builds a motorcycle and learns how to ride it and becomes a cool rider. But he always wears goggles and a helmet. So you can't tell that it's him. So he's Spider-Man. <laughs> I, I, right? I did like the uh, the very clever writing where he asks her if she's ever read a Superman comic. And it's like, oh, I get it. He's alluding to himself mm -hmm. as Superman. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's Superman. Um, and so he does he does trick her in a sense. But like. I think what we're also supposed to believe is he can contain multitudes. Oh, that that's okay. what we're supposed to believe. He, he a person can be more than one thing. He also he can be Shakespeare and cool writer. That's what they call him. The T birds derisively call him Shakespeare. He also is able to pay for the motorcycle by cheating for all the T birds. This is true. This is he Which writes their papers already, calls into question like how good of a guy is this good guy that he's willing to <laughs> write write papers for money, papers for papers, <laughs> yeah. papers for paper. That's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they do now. They do give us, I think, the setup that uh, Steph might fall for him as Michael with that. You know that where she's having hard hard time in her English class, so he offers to tutor her. He gives her help. They, they finally mm -hmm. kind of get their date and she seemed very charmed by him. Uh, he, he threw sure. around a few fancy words and she was like, wow, you're really smart. <laughs> I, think, I think the actual word that she was impressed by was incestuous, which is, I, I don't know, they could have picked a sexier word. but <laughs> that, is, that is what that is. <laughs> I found very fitting that right after I watched this and that scene was in it, then I saw a TikTok from Hank Green on my For You page that said, is he really smart or does he just use big words? Is he really smart or does he just listen to too many podcasts? <laughs> um, but that's the, that's the infamous burger scene. Yes. Yeah. It's infamous? Well, I've talked about it. <laughs> Sydney's, Sydney's infamous burger scene. 
to know Sydney, you must know the burger scene. Mm, the burger scene from Greece too. It's um, fundamental. Which um, I guess is like the, the little twist, right? She starts falling for him. A little but bit. also cool writer. Yeah. It's like, oh, but wait, they're the same person. Yeah. Because that, that's how it's, uh, that's the only way that it's okay is that he deceived her, yeah. but then she started to fall for the real him. Because then at the end she says, oh, it's a two for one. So, you mm. know. Yeah. It's like when MJ that's falls what, for yeah, Spider-Man and Peter one. Parker. Right. Mm-hmm. I got two for the price of one. It's very nice. It's a very pleasant <laughs> ending. Um, but I really don't know. I think Cool Rider is a great song. Now, I would say that the the main song, the Grease 2 like, lead-in song, we gotta go back, back, back to school again. That mm-hmm. one. It's not maybe the best jam in the whole thing. It's not. No. It does not, it does not give you the sort of immediate hook that Grease does yes. from the original Grease. Um, if they were going to use it sounded like the same music in like the intro mm-hmm. not like that song but like the the credits and at the end again yeah they should have just used they should just use grease i uh, should have used you, grease, yeah. yeah but More grease but you've got cool i think cool, i would argue cool writer is great i would argue that like reproduction is kind of a quirky funny little number Wait, oh okay. i thought that was Hold the one on. we were not gonna talk about yes you okay. we're not gonna talk about reproduction that, and like look i I love some camp. I love some bad taste, but but it comes out and is good again. And that was the one number that kind of pushed me to the point. I was like, is this? Am I gonna? Am I on board? Am I really on board? It is. No, it is a trip, Sid. If much like me, you you originally saw Grease two when it was shown on like TBS or something, which is where like my first interactions with Grease two were finding it on TV randomly one day and being like. There's a sequel to Grease? And like I had no idea about this movie. And I just found it one day and watched it on one of those networks that would rerun movies over and over again. They cut out reproduction for the longest time. Now, nowadays, really? uh, well, I mean, everybody streams it. So like nobody. Right. But yeah, back in the day, they would cut out or like VH1 used to play it on movies that rock. Um, and uh, I'm so old. But they uh, but they would cut this number out because it's so sexy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking through the Se- I'm looking through the lyrics the again. That you want to use for the song? This, this, uh, it's, uh, it's awkwardly sexual, I guess is fair. Uh, it is awkwardly sexual, but it's supposed to be awkwardly sexual. But I think it goes it goes beyond. It's an uncanny valley of of uncomfortable sexual innuendo. It's sex ed. I am did, I am convinced that your children will reach a certain age. Where you will, instead of having a talk with them, will turn on this this song reproduction and say, "Here you go." Because <laughs> the first half, when I was listening to it, I was like, "Okay, you've got like the the flower metaphors, mm-hmm. right? Like the birds and the bees and that." Oh, and then it just shifts. It's like, "Oh no, wait, no, 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 no." There it is. No, I don't like it. That, <laughs> yeah, it was a long. Oh, yeah. oh, go ahead. That one guy that keeps saying in the background, "Where does the pollen go?" <laughs> <laughs> Like I hate, it was this. A, I hate everything about it was this. such a long time before I knew that that was in the movie because because <laughs> I saw that movie on TV so many times without that number and then the first time I saw it I was like what is this what is this song I I do enjoy the weird subplot of like the substitute teacher who's kind of like a Giles esque like yeah, guy. yeah and then like the the music teacher is she a music music teacher I don't know the Miss Mason is that her name. Yeah, yeah. I I was like, I, I I don't know how I feel about all these these kids, but uh, I hope they they get together in the end because they seem real cute together. They they insinuate that they're together. No. Um, all right. Well, I have to tell you about when I met Maxwell Caulfield. But before we do that, <laughs> let's check the group message. Uh, first of all, this week, um, I want to tell you we've been talking a lot about me growing vegetables and stuff that's fun but sometimes uh i'm not sure what to cook and i don't have all the right ingredients and i don't have a good recipe and i don't know where to start but i want to try something at home that i can make that would be fun and easy and affordable um but maybe something i haven't tried before and that's why i use hello fresh 
Because the great thing is that uh, HelloFresh will deliver a box of all the ingredients you need for your recipes, along with easy-to-follow instructions, uh, steps, and pictures. So you can look at the pictures, too, to make sure you're doing it right. Uh, And you can make something maybe that, like, you haven't tried before or with ingredients that aren't as easy to get in your area without a lot of extra waste, too. So, like, you don't, you know, go to the grocery store, buy, like, a giant bunch of parsley, use a tiny bit of it, and then not know what to do with the rest. You have exactly what you need in the box. You follow the instructions. It's super easy to do. They have a lot of different like eating plans. So like if you're a vegetarian or a pescatarian or whatever, you can uh, pick that box and and make sure that it's the kind of food that you want to eat. And every single recipe is packed with fresh produce sourced directly from farmers. So uh, we have used HelloFresh for a while. It's super easy. You just follow the instructions. You can make great meals. Um, I found it easy to like modify some of them for my kids too so that Justin and I get to try something different and then uh, my kids get exposed to some new foods and you know expand their palates too. So Taylor if you're if our listeners want to check out HelloFresh what should they do? They should go to HelloFresh.com slash stillbuffering14 and use code stillbuffering14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash stillbuffering14 and code stillbuffering14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. So I think there's one thing we can all agree on when it comes to Greece too and that's Michelle Pfeiffer. And I think more specifically for me, anyways, while I was watching, I could not stop looking at Michelle Pfeiffer's hair because mm. it's very of the time. But I was very into it and very envious. So to get my hair as just bouncy and voluminous and just uh, awe-inspiring as Michelle Pfeiffer's in Greece too, that's why I use Function of Beauty <laughs> because <laughs> they are making my hair look more and more like Michelle Pfeiffer every day, but in the best way possible. I mean, it looks great, right? Yeah, it, it does. does look great. Um, Function of Beauty creates your unique formula based on a short but thorough quiz to give your hair everything it needs to look and feel its best. So it's customized to you and what you need in your hair and in your look and to make it feel great. Every product they have is sulfate and paraben-free, vegan, cruelty-free, and there are over 60,000 real five-star customer reviews because it's just that great. And I have to say my favorite thing about Function of Beauty products are their scents. Because they have all sorts of options. You can try tropical mango, sweet peach, crisp pear, or uh, maybe you want something a little bit softer like lavender, rose, eucalyptus. Or if you don't like fragrance, it's not for you, that's okay because you can get unscented as well. I know for me personally in my shampoo and conditioner, I have lavender scented products from Function of Beauty. I'm a night showerer and I find them very relaxing Mm. before I get in bed for the night, have that Definitely soft lavender smell Uh, and they're I'm not someone that can do super strong fragrances in my products and they're very soft and I find them very relaxing Uh, and um, that's one of my favorite things about my products so Tay if our listeners want to check out Function of Beauty and get their own Michelle Pfeiffer look what what can they do they should go to functionofbeauty.com slash buffering Uh, Take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. That's functionofbeauty.com slash buffering to let them know you heard about it here and get 20% off your first order. Functionofbeauty.com slash buffering. So uh, Justin and I recently, not too recently, I guess. Time has no meaning. (laughs) Fairly recently. um, (laughs) Guested on uh, Go Fact Yourself, Mm -hmm. fellow Maximum Fun Show. And um, our the special guests, I, I guess other than us, that we got to meet um, were from some of our favorite uh, media properties. Mm-hmm. And mine, my special secret guest that I didn't realize was on the show until after I'd been ask, answering questions about him and his movie was Maxwell Caulfield. The last question that I had to answer was who was who played Michael Carey? What was the main character's name and who played him? So thank goodness I knew <laughs> would have been awfully embarrassing Oops. had I not. Um, but I did pretty good. He said the only question I didn't know the answer to, he wouldn't have known either. Well, that's good. So there you go. Uh, but um, I lost it. Just like just <laughs> fangirled out. He appeared on the screen because it was virtual, of course. Right. And so there he is in this uh, whatever platform we were using, Zoom or whatnot. There is Maxwell Caulfield. And I will tell you, that man is still gorgeous. He's still a beautiful human being. Like, I mean, time has not done him wrong. (laughs) 
has no meaning specifically for for him. Uh, he is he's very cool and um, he's a cool rider. He's a cool. I don't know if he rides, but he's very cool and uh, funny. And um, I didn't know what to say other than uh, I am looking at Cool Rider himself. I'm talking to Cool Rider himself. You said that? No, I didn't. Oh, say good. That. No. I said thank you for making one of the greatest movies of all time. That's the first time anyone's ever said that to him. I hope you know that. He, well, he talked about that. No, I mean, there, there was a little bit like the cast was obviously probably at the time disappointed because here's the here's the kicker about Grease 2. I am one of the few people on Earth who seems to love it. Um, you mean it, it was not a massive success? Is that what you're saying? It wasn't. I just think that if it hadn't been a follow-up to Greece, it wouldn't have been such a flop of a movie on its own. I think it's just because it was expected to like, you know, be on the same level and be a sequel to such a classic movie that everyone was disappointed. Uh, I, I'm sure that was part of it. Uh, I also just think like I don't know, Greece was movie musicals always have like this sort of they hit hard or they miss hard kind of moment, mm-hmm. right? Like it's like as a society, we remember periodically that music is great and we like to hear it. Mm-hmm. And so in a movie, it can be super fun. And then we forget it for a while again. And it's like, oh, you, so you like movie musicals, huh? Yeah. Oh, OK. And then they're great again. And I Grease hit. Grease 2 just did not. Um, pe- I mean, people just didn't love it as much. I yeah. it, There are, I, I don't know, like song for song, maybe Grease, you could just say is better. Greece also was a musical first. I thought it was a movie and then a musical. I'm pretty sure it was a musical first and then a movie. I could be wrong, but I was looking this oh. up when I was looking into it. Um, do you th- I thought Greece was a movie first. Do you think it was intended sort of like a Halloween situation where they were just going to have every year, like, there's another Grease. <laughs> we return to Rydell. There's another, there's another bad boy slash girl who falls in love with another good girl slash boy. And we Maybe. see how it works out. Yeah, Grease was a 1971 musical and then a 1978 film. Mm. So it was a musical first, which maybe was part of its success was that like it already been being performed and this music already obviously was successful enough to be yeah, a musical. And then they turned it into a movie with a great cast and already had the story. And then they had to do something to make a sequel and it just didn't. Obviously, Grease 2 is not a musical. <laughs> um but it, but like, I still, you've got all those songs that I mean, I think "Girl for All Seasons" is a great song. I, I will say, I, I love that number. I love the costumes, yeah. like all of the different ways that they show each month. Like some of them are obvious, and it's like, how do you show like I don't know, like May? <laughs> it's like ooh, flowers. And they're really cool. I like the the designs. I think they are too. I, that I, scene is kind of wild. But they're like, here, wait, we have a talent show. <laughs> I, and, and, and here, she just thinks like, oh, and then this man that I, this mystery man that I love just died. And <laughs> like, oh, dress like a Christmas tree and sing a song now. <laughs> but, then, but then she collapses in the middle to her knees and begins singing her own song. I, yeah. And I, I love like, I, I guess it's just a common thing because it's happened with the high school musical things too, where it's like, wait, but are we, is, is this person actually singing or mm-hmm. is this like, singing but we're not singing we're performing a number like are the people around her in the audience like this girl just started making up a song on the spot and it is so good that's why she's winning queen of the talent joke i which apparently there is (laughs) yeah well yeah i i mean i don't know i think she must be singing for real because she does win queen of the talent show (laughs) um it is bizarre that so like as the plot as the plot <laughs> carries on against all odds, um, the the cool writer has become hated by the T-Birds because, you know, he's stealing Stephanie Zanoni, who's property of the T-Birds, mm-hmm. by virtue of being a pink lady. And so when he does show up at the talent show, all the T-Birds are like, let's go get him. And they chase him off. And then he maybe drives over like a cliff. <laughs> Except, as you find out in the end, he made the jump. He got to the other side of the ravine, giant hole. I don't know. No one saw. Whatever. He jumped over. And so he is alive and all is well at the end. Although there's like a rival motorcycle gang that shows up and terrorizes everyone with their motorcycles. I 
I have a I have a question though, and that's the okay. So we know that Michael is the pianist for the talent show. Oh, so was he just there? Though I mean, he had to have been. Like he plays. <laughs> <laughs> he, he jumped the cliff, came back, played piano for the talent show, disappeared again. And then showed up as cool writer at the end of the school year luau. I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's anticlimactic. <laughs> but like, as soon as they cut back to the talent show and the music plays, I'm like, oh, so he's fine. Like, he's he's there. They just can't cut to him, like, playing piano. But like, don't, don't, you don't know. That's Nobody true. knows. What would That's they a say big plot if hole. they knew it was Michael? It was Michael. <laughs> See, I think, I think that song, Who's That Guy? I think mm-hmm. that's a great song. I think Prowlin'. That they do, it's a, I I did with Adrian Zmed as mm-hmm. as uh, is he the main the what's main his T-bird? name? Yeah, the main yeah. T bird. Um, yeah, yeah. I did. I, you know. I did think that song was kind of. I forgot that song, and then it's like, what are they? Oh, they're, the grocery store. Okay, sure. Yeah, <laughs> hot check out, ladies. Hmm. I think it's a good song though, and he can really sing. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say that even though the whole premise is terrible and gross, the song Let's Do It For Our Country is a good song. Now, <laughs> yeah, but all right, let's look at this with a modern scope, Sid. Uh, tricking a, a woman to believe that the that nuclear war has started, so you're going to be locked in a bomb shelter, <laughs> a fallout shelter, so you might as well have sex. That is a heck of a thing to do. That is some trauma yes. that that poor lady is going to be unpacking like 10 years down the road. <laughs> yes, I am saying the premise is horrible, but the song is pretty good. <laughs> And I think, I mean, I think that they're trying, it's like hyperbole, right? Like, this is obviously ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. This is not, this is not real life. Um, But yes, Mm -hmm. I mean, I just think that the song itself is well written and catchy. And I think everybody can sing well. Mm -hmm. I enjoy everyone singing. Um, The last song, uh, We'll Be Together. We'll Be Together. Instead of, we'll always, we go together. Yeah, it's. Obviously, they just didn't. They were like, "We, I don't know." Again, just do we go together? Just do it. <laughs> just put it in there. Um, there's no flying car. That's true. A flying I guess that's star. an improvement. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it ends at the luau. Everybody ends up with who they're supposed to end up with. So that's always nice, I guess. Got that same grease ending. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It doesn't pretend to be too much different. Right. Um. I think the costuming is great. I want to wear everything Stephanie Zanoni wears. Of course you do. I love it all. I love when she shows up in like bike shorts and she has to put on a skirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I loved all of the outfits at the bowling alley. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially uh, what's uh, the the sort of Marilyn Monroe type pink lady. Uh, uh, Pauline. Pauline. Yes. That the the gold pants with like the pink gingham top that has the gold accents that is such a good look <laughs> yeah she's great the looks are very yeah. good i thoroughly enjoy her and yeah. the whole thing i think she's very good i think i think the whole cast is really funny mm-hmm. and i do agree with you tay that at times they seem in on the joke but i think it's like it's not because people thought they were making a bad film i think it's because it is a movie musical about like teens and sex somewhat motorcycles motorcycles like i mean you know like nobody's taking themselves too seriously yeah everybody's just kind of in on it and having fun and that's what it feels like which is like what greece was i'm sure you know yeah um yeah so i you know sydney i just i need to know why greece too why greece too why was this so because this is something that now for years on this podcast, before we even talked about media, has just been a running thing that you love and defend Grease 2. Mm-hmm. Why, why? What is it about Grease 2? I mean, okay. It's multifaceted. I, I liked Grease, but I was never one of those people who, like, was obsessed with Grease. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in a mean way. Like, yeah. that's fine. You can be obsessed with Grease. There are much worse things to be obsessed with, I think. Um... But it was never like, I liked it. I got it. I watched it. I mean, I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't, I I never like connected to any of the characters other than like there were times where I thought Stockard Channing, <laughs> like, I get you. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Um, but 
Grease 2, I felt like spoke to me more. Like Michelle Pfeiffer, Stephanie Zanoni, I felt like a character I could relate to somewhat. So in high school, you really were like climbing up on top of ladders and all you wanted was a cool writer. (laughs) Is that? No. Obviously, you know, then a few years later, you started dating Justin McRoy. I was going to say, is that? (laughs) You're a cool writer. (laughs) First off, Sid, I I knew you in high school. Is that how you saw yourself? It's totally fine if you did. I just want to clarify. (laughs) No. No, I just, I saw her as somebody who was doing her own thing. She had like her own thing going on and she wasn't particularly interested in other people defining her. Mm -hmm. And, And if that meant that she didn't really fit anywhere, she was willing to make that sacrifice. Like she, you know, she cannot continue uh, based on the logic of the movie to be a pink lady, meaning you are stripped of your personality and your friend group. If you don't date this guy that mm-hmm. you don't want to date and she's willing to do that. And like in high school as an adult, you're like, well, yeah, obviously, but it, it's like a high schooler. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I, I connected with that as somebody okay. who never had a lot of friends. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know because I didn't because I didn't fit in anywhere because mm-hmm. I didn't fit into any of the groups oh, all right except she also does theater so like that's like me yeah. okay yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know I guess in I, that sense I also think I will always defend the music I think the music is really good I think it's funny I think it has a lot more of that humor. Like there are times where Greece really wants you to buy into the romance. Whereas in Greece too, I think they're leaning a little more into the camp. Mm-hmm. And I like that. There's something earnest about that. There's something very just like, isn't this fun? Isn't it silly? And that's really, I mean, that's more how I look at life. So I like that about it. Um, and then it's an underdog. I think I always like things that are underappreciated in my view. I mean, I will say, I, I don't think you could get me to sit down and watch the movie Grease uh, on any sort of regular basis. I just, that's, you yeah. know, I, I think it's a well done story, but I do think you're right. It's played a little bit more straight. This mm-hmm. movie is so ridiculous that I'm like, I would absolutely like, have a cocktail and watch this movie with a group of people. Like, it's it's well, far more entertaining. I think it's maybe the quality yeah. on like a artistic scale might not be as high, but I, I love camp. So I'm like, I I I would prefer this for my that, bad taste I think, needs. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's what appealed to to me about it. I, I became obsessed for a while with trying to find a musical. They made one. No one ever did it, but like it exists. Someone wrote it. Oh, so that's what you're going to do now. I, like I'm still waiting for Guffman type. You put on a community theater production of Grease 2. If I could get away with putting on a community theater production of Grease 2, I would do it. I mean, tomorrow. Like, <laughs> I, I really, I was obsessed with the idea that it has to be out there. And there really, somewhere there is a script. I've never seen it. I just know it exists. Somewhere in the world, someone did this. And I desperately want to see that show i want to make that show i want to be part of that i'm too old to be in it i'd be in it if i could though if they would cast it with old women i'd be in it (laughs) i I mean i was gonna say for i mean the age range of the actual cast of the greece and greece two movies i don't know you might not be far off this (laughs) i i i every (laughs) every actor has to face the moment where they realize they will never play the cool writer um, uh, but you got the the principal and the her dame. her silly girlfriend. I know they're not a couple, but I did like their. Do you kids. shit them? <laughs> I do. I was like, I like this. These two old ladies, and like this one's kind of serious, and this one's goofy. There, there. I where, where are you in the cast degrees? I'm like, I relate to them. I like their. I like their thing. <laughs> um, I I will I will say yes. It was called Cool Rider, mm-hmm. the musical, and it was in the West End. Uh, for one week in 2014, I knew I knew it was out there somewhere in the world. They briefly, did oh, they did perform it. Yes, they oh, did. they did it for one night, and then it had demand. They did it for one week in 2014. So, so, so. next next candle nights that's actually live, you launch a one night only like stage. Grease Two Cool yes. Rider stage version the night before, and I think you will get a sold out house. <laughs> I don't know if it would be legal, but I would. Uh, now if I you're could. close personal friends with Cool Rider. 
You just ask him. I'll just, I'll get permission for Maxwell Caulfield. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Even, but like, what about a shadow cast? What about like, you know, like Rocky Horror? But you could do like do that. a shadow cast screening at like the Keith Alby of, of Grease 2. It would just be me. <laughs> It would be me alone. No, no, you, you you could be you could be Michelle Pfeiffer. You get Justin uh-huh. to be the cool writer. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll, we'll build out the cast with our family. It'll be good. Yeah, I would love that so much. I I would. I know there are people. That's the thing, though. I say it's just me. There, this movie has a cult following. It has become a cult classic. And I yes. have seen enough young people on TikTok making TikToks yeah. to sounds from Greece too. That I know it's back out there. Um, that there there is a generation for whom it was meant. Maybe it's just ahead of its well, time. I don't maybe, know. <laughs> maybe they don't know they're from Greece too. This is also possible. Sometimes sounds oh, on TikTok yeah. just circulate as sounds on TikTok. I, but, I do think though, because I think to me it reminded me of a lot of like how I feel about the Apple when I finally yeah. finally watched that. Like oh, this I love is so Apple. ridiculous, but it's so much fun. Like this would be better enjoyed with like a crowd of people that know every line. Like that's just like Rocky Horror. Yeah. <laughs> what we all that's what everyone decided unanimously this is how this needs to be enjoyed Mm -hmm. yes see and this to me i mean like rocky horror which like went from a cult classic to i mean really has mainstream like you know i mean which is why you decided you like shock treatment exactly exactly (laughs) it is that is why i decided like shock treatment is in many ways superior in plot now the music i mean i but i it's like greece and greece too i'm not gonna sit here and say that song for song greece 2 beats greece i understand that like probably density of great songs Greece wins I am just saying there's other stuff going on in Greece too that elevates it much like there's other stuff going on in shock treatment that elevates it to art <laughs> mm. um, but I love Rocky Horror love we'll watch it anytime love it and think it deserves all of the applause but um, but yeah no, I, and really, the apple by the way <laughs> yes no, I, I really, I, I really like, I, I really like this idea, Sid. I, I want to encourage you to put together a, a shadow cast screening <laughs> of Grease 2. You can make little prop bags like they do have for Rocky Horror screenings. Yeah. Like, what would you throw at the, <laughs> the screen? For? I'm sure I could come up with some stuff. At there some are. point, it would be ketchup packs. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be the part where she goes, more ketchup! Everybody yeah. throws ketchup packs at the screen. That moment where she turns the burger and is kind of gesturing at him with the burger and there's mm-hmm. just ketchup just dripping out of it. I, like, I, was, I, I was a little grossed out, but also like, all right. I I don't know why, but I've, yeah. That's Sydney's burger scene. That's my burger scene. There's so much ketchup in that burger. There Michelle so Pfeiffer sat there, the mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer, and ate that burger. Um. It's funny because, like I said, the cast was really disappointed initially, um, but it has gone on to like get a lot more love. And I, Maxwell Caulfield had said it surprised him how he's seen this sort of resurgence and like rewatching it. A lot of the cast members said rewatching it later. It's not a bad movie. And they hate that it you know felt that way at the time, but it's not a bad movie. It's just, you know, got compared to Grease. But uh, yeah. but even Michelle Pfeiffer has is still sort of like. Uh, okay. We have to <laughs> talk about that. And don't we really have to talk about Greece too? But um, I, I think it's great, and I thank you both for talking about it and watching no, it. I had fun. I, I, yeah. The only kind of movie I don't like watching is a boring movie, and this movie was anything but boring. <laughs> it is, and I, I. This is no like. This is not irony. I earnestly enjoy Greece too. I would encourage you if you've never seen it, just try it. There are worse ways to spend an hour and a half. And you know, <laughs> that's true. And then you can say you did. And if you don't like it, you can say, "See, I knew I wouldn't like it, and I was right." And if you do like it, you can be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> and, and if you too think Sydney should put on a, a uh, screening of Grease too with a shadow cast, <laughs> I think you should tweet at her. <laughs> or if you've written Grease two uh, adapted for the stage, please let me know. Call the cool writer. I would yeah. like to reproduce it with teenagers in Huntington, West Virginia. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Well, not actual teenagers, right? Uh, I don't know. I guess not. Uh, Probably not. If you want them to look like the real movie, they can't be actual no, teenagers. No. <laughs> We're talking 25 to 35, I think. Yeah. Can you do it with old people and I can be in it? That's my No, that's I mean, if you're the I one doing that's it. that's how you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I am high schooler Stephanie Zanoni. Uh, absolutely. The entire cast. <laughs> We're all pushing 40. <laughs> Taylor, what's next? 
up next, I want to talk about uh, Scott Pilgrim, uh, both the Ooh. comic book and the movie. Uh, you know, if you can, if you have a chance to check out the comic book again, uh, I think we've all read some of it. I've read all mm-hmm. of it, but uh, well, there are like what seven of them? Yeah, there are eight of them. Fair amount of them. I've read I've read them all at some point. All right. Well, we will check that out and uh, and talk about that next week. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you both again. Uh, thank you, listeners. Uh, you should go to MaximumFun.org and listen to all the wonderful podcasts there, um, including Go Fact Yourself, which I was on and Justin was on, and I got to talk to Maxwell Caulfield, and you can hear me just, like, gasp and not say anything, but, uh, 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 hi, <laughs> oh, my gosh, over and over. Um, I wish there was a screenshot of my face. <laughs> no, I'm glad there wasn't. It was late. I was in my pajamas. Um Thank you. Uh, you can tweet at us. I didn't say that. At, at Stillbuff. <laughs> you can email us at stillbuffering.maximumfun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And, and I, I am too. different songs from Greece too (laughs) that's about right hey I'm Jordan Morris creator of the Max Fun scripted sci-fi comedy podcast Bubble we just released a special episode of Bubble to celebrate the launch of our new graphic novel at SF Sketchfest in 2019 we recorded a live show with Allison Becker Eliza Skinner Mike Mitchell Christella Alonzo and special guests Jean Grey Jonathan Colton Jesse Thorne Nick Weiger and a bunch of other cool folks We suspect he'll show signs of mutation when in a state of excitement. Now, Annie matched with him on Tinder, so she's going to act as the honeypot. I do enjoy being called a honeypot. Hey, you know what's better than honey? Gravy. (gasps) Oh, yeah, can I be the gravy sack? Out now on MaximumFun.org and wherever you get podcasts. And pick up the graphic novel at your local bookstore today. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.